Hi, I'm Alex Santiago, founder of Clutch City Science, and this is HXTV, championing Houston's innovators and entrepreneurs. Our guest today is Josh Mecca, founder and CEO of MS Biotics. Welcome, Josh. Happy to have you. Alec, thank you for having me as well. Sure. Let's go ahead and get started with just a little bit of background on how your company stands today. Yeah, so MS Biotics, it stands today by focusing on two unique problems in the operating room. One right now is that 14% of operative time is spent counting surgical sponges alone, no metal instruments at all. And the reason they're counting these items is to ensure they don't leave them behind the patient at the conclusion of a procedure. So our technology today is solving specifically that problem. We ensure nothing's being left behind. The patient uh, comes out of that procedure you know, with a great you know, post-op prognosis. The other aspect that we're focusing on is the when you bring in 100 instruments, in a lot of cases less than 20%, of those instruments brought in a room or even utilized during the course of that procedure. So we have a great way of solving two of those problems. On the front end, patient safety, uh, as it should be, but on downstream is how do we automate some of these processes you know, that are archaic uh, in the fact that they've been done the same way for 30, 40 years now. It's amazing to me that nobody's optimized this before. 20% utilization of your instruments just sounds crazy. You're absolutely right. And there are ways to go at it. People are always trying to digitize and optimize preference cards, but what's the best way of doing it outside of interviewing surgeons every single day to see what they truly need versus what they don't? And the missing link is quantifiable evidence. Hey, you know, we tracked you over 30 cases, and this is what we know now, uh, versus just asking them to kind of you know, use their own experiences to see what's needed and what's not. And that's typically how it's done today. So would you tell us a little bit about the technology, how it integrates into the operating room? So one of the primary technologies we use is radio frequency identification, or more commonly known as RFID. And what we do with this system is we build a, uh, I call it an RF module, that could either replace or retrofit pre-existing space inside the operating room. And that's important because we don't want to disrupt any current manual workflows. Uh, we want to be able to optimize the operating room, not being an impediment to it. So your technology is actually in addition to the equipment the hospital would already have, correct? Exactly. We don't want them to have to get rid of anything. We simply want to be nice, plug and play. So let's break this into the two parts. There's the benefit that's having the equipment, and then there's the data analytics. So first, walk us a little bit through the benefits that come to having your technology in the surgical center. Yeah, so from a hardware standpoint, the benefits is right now inside the operating room, they manually count surgical items one by one. Mm -hmm. And they do so before, during, and after each surgical procedure. So from the hardware, we do two things. First, we fully automate that counting process. So it's significant because that's a serious bottleneck right now. So not only are we automating that surgical counting process, additionally is we're tracking those you know, surgical items from start point to the end point, which might be over the patient. Now this does two things. is the automation you know, makes the procedure that much more efficient, but then there's the patient safety benefit. No more retained surgical items, no more counting discrepancies, and no more extended time in the operating room that you know, was unnecessary. So that's the hardware. Now when we look at the data analytics uh, aspect is another problem, which is less than 20% of the items brought into the operating room are even utilized. So by tracking instrument from start to end, we could get a better picture of what's truly being used so that way we can make better assumptions and validation on how those sets should be constructed. 
and we could supply the hospital with those data analytics in order to do so. So the front end, we're adding a lot of automation, we're reducing, you know, you're increasing patient safety. On the back end, we're providing these data analytics so they can optimize these surgical sets. So a core component of your technology is actually tracking. Do you have a lot of problems with tracking that you've, that you've uncovered? Yeah, I mean, when we look at the problems, you know, one is the counting discrepancies. You know, one in eight surgeries have a counting discrepancy. So there's 50 million cases done a year. I mean, 6.25 million, there's a discrepancy. And it doesn't mean every single one of those cases will lead to, you know, an item being left behind in the patient. But when there is a discrepancy, uh, the, it goes up a hundredfold of that chance actually happening. So we're looking at the raw data at this of saying like, hey, you know, we need to focus on this problem specifically. Let's ensure we don't have, you know, at the very bare minimum, no discrepancies anymore. Anything that keeps an instrument out of my body right. is yeah. fantastic. And it's, it's important because between 2005 and 2012, 16 people lost their lives as a direct result of that. And it's probably underreported because a lot of lawsuits that happen tend to get done under the radar, right? They don't make it to the national news stage or even, you know, the general news station. Even though it may not be common, it's still present and gruesome. Oh, yeah. I think the most alarming statistic is these accidental deaths that do happen within the medical, uh, within healthcare. Uh, I think what they say, if you took two Boeing 737s and you, two of them crashed every single day for a year, be the equivalent the 250,000 people who lose their lives over the course of a year. And if we, we know if one plane crashes, uh, it makes the national news. And it's just very obvious that you know, it doesn't get the, quite the attention that you know, maybe some of these planes have. In your pitch deck, you have one particular picture that's a little gruesome of a patient right. that actually has an instrument implanted inside of right. them. So your system actually hopes to prevent things like that. Exactly. It is a gruesome picture. And it's what kind of turned me early on to this problem is, retain surgical items. You know, unfortunately, why are they counting these items? Uh, to ensure they don't leave one behind. And unfortunately, one in eight surgeries actually have a counting discrepancy, meaning they might not know where this item is in the operating room. And, and even more interestingly, is that when there is a retained surgical item left behind and it's qualified, that patient, you know, might have some inflammatory response, it, studies show that between 62 to 88% of the time, those counts were correct. So they thought they got it right, wheeled the patient out, and that item was left behind the whole time. So it's, uh, it's a huge, you know, it's a big problem, but the uniqueness is the way we're going about solving it. They're pretty broad applications though. You might be setting some standards for surgical procedures. Absolutely, and you know, one of the things about this technology is we start off by qualifying two points. Could we automate the surgical count? And could we track utilization of these individual instruments? But being in the operating room is this new up-and-coming market called intraoperative analytics. Mm -hmm. Data insights from the operating room that lead to actionable change. And what we're hoping for, and you know, the grand benefit is that this company is more organic than anything. We look at it as a lot of white space potential. A lot of data that we're gonna collect that may spin out different applications that we didn't even know about. And that's why I think it's so crucial to work with these hospitals because everybody's gonna be looking at it from a different perspective, which is only gonna allow us to further improve the right. data sets, further you know, make new claims, new hypotheses, test those, validate those, and you know, understand where we are in the market. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of the way we keep the target off our back, is continuously growing, growing organically, and optimizing everything we're doing. Let's step back a little bit and tell us how you got to where you are today. So I actually am from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the home of the office and Joe Biden. 
And I went to schools, you know, actually in more of a bioengineering point. Uh, so I went to undergrad and grad school and graduated, you know, both my undergrad and master's with a degree in bioengineering. Now with that bioengineering, uh, the idea originally was to go to med school. You know, I had a, you know, curious, you know, insightful type of thing of looking at, you know, a lot of immunotherapies. But what kind of turned me on to, you know, kind of left field into the entrepreneur is the fact that I went through, you know, I had a kidney transplant. Mm -hmm. And in having this kidney transplant and be a little bit more um, prejudgmental to kind of the operating room as that was a career I wanted to go into, mm -hmm. I did a lot of my own research of looking, you know, what my life would be like on the lead up to that, you know, transplant and what it would be like post-op. And that's when I started really under, you know, uh, uncovering a lot of these statistics, a lot of these bottlenecks, not, and how they not only affected the patients, but the surgeons, the nurses, all the way down to the chief financial officer at the end of the day. And that really put a limelight on like how much opportunity there was to fix. And I, I think healthcare uh, could use all the fixing we could provide it. And you're not a Houston native, correct? No, I'm a, I'm a transplant. Okay, so. and so coming down here, how do you feel that the Houston ecosystem has opened itself for a first-time entrepreneur? Um, very welcoming. Uh, I think coming down here for life sciences, uh, more specifically med devices, I think in the next five to 10 years, this will be the place to be. Uh, one thing that Houston will have to you know, start scaling up is the access to venture capital, because mm -hmm. uh, traditionally it's in on the East Coast. It's in New York, Boston, and California. Actually, 70% of all VC capital comes from those three areas. Mm -hmm. um, and so Houston, you know, in the next five to 10 years with TMC3, you know, CDI, I think we'll start pushing those VCs to start at least putting an office space within Houston when they have interest in these life science deals. Right. Where do you see M&S Biotics in the next five years? So in the next five years, I would say in one, we will be in our next, uh, hopefully in our next stage of capital raising, likely with the same VCs that we're using today. But in five years, what I would like to do is, you know, once we qualify these initial points, I think you hit the nail on the head, what if? And you, that's every entrepreneur starts off at asking what if. Well, what if we were able to track utilization as it may pertain to patient outcomes? Uh, I grew up in, you know, healthcare depressed uh, region of the country. You know, it, northeastern Pennsylvania 20 years ago was 30 years behind the national average. So it made sense. You were always told, leave, go to Philly, go north, south, east, or west, just leave northeastern Pennsylvania. Why? Because the quality of the procedures being done and the access to quality healthcare was missing. That's right. But what if we could track utilization as it relates to patient outcomes in these top tier medical systems? So the MD Andersons, the Mount Sinai's, the Cedar Sinai's, see what is the best. And then we could qualify as this is the best way, the technique leads to the best patient outcomes. Well, now we could take that information and get it to the rural areas of the country where those patients don't have access to the quality of care like people in Houston are used to. And I think that is hitting the triple aim you know, immediately. Better access to quality care, less of a burden of cost for everybody because it's more efficient. And, you know, the global, you know, the national, you know, increases to, you know, patient outcomes and quality of life improve too. And that is like the golden goose of this technology is asking if we could do that. Mm -hmm. Essentially providing the best possible care for everyone, regardless of where you are geographically in the country, uh, because we are seeking out that information. Well, thank you very much for coming in to talk with us today, Absolutely. Josh. And I'm very much looking forward to your company and its forward trajectory. 
Hey, thank you so much for having me. This has been fantastic. Thank you, sir. This has been Josh Mecca from MS Biotics. I'm Alex Santiago, and this is HXTV.